0: Hi, I'm Tom Cheers, class of 21, and today I'm going have a discussion with Austin Young, class of 06. Austin was a four-year student at Mercerburg Academy and excelled in sports. He played basketball, varsity track, varsity winter track, but excelled on the football team, which is the reason why he got, a, he got to Mercerburg and earned a scholarship there to investigate in play in college, which he ended up doing at Albright College. In this interview, Austin is going to explain how it was to live as a black man in this country, and his amazing job he has on supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Um. So, thank you so much for for taking your time to answer the questions. Um, first of all, how are you? I'm doing good. So, where are you right now? I'm I'm in Belgium right now. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah so you're taking classes online and exactly. It's a little, it's a little different, but we can, Yeah. We, it's fun. It's really fun. It's really nice. Fun. And how long have you uh, been at Mercersburg? Uh, This is my second year. I came here. I came to Mercersburg last
1: year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. And you're planning on being there for four years or uh, just for a couple of years?
0: No, nah, this is my senior year. Um,
1: yeah, I came in my junior year. Okay, nice. Yeah, right. Mercerburg since I have a lot of lot of uh uh I post grads, you know, at least at least when I went to school there, um, or or expats, you know, exchange students come. Yeah. You said you were a four-year um student at Mercerburg, right? Yes, yeah, so I went to Mercerburg from oh two to oh six
0: and like how how is your experience at Mercerburg and wait first of all how did you get in Mercerburg like how did you get involved
1: with the school yeah yeah so <laughs> so just kind of give you um, uh some information about my background so i am and I, i'm not sure how much uh you know about the demographics in the u.s or uh the different cities um uh, but you know i grew up in uh camden new jersey um, uh, which is uh you know, for most people in in the U.S., then uh, um, at least while when I was growing up, one of the most dangerous places in the U.S., um, one of the most dangerous cities, um, and it had a, a reputation for for being in, like a low poverty area. Um, and so, you know, I kind of grew up in a uh, basically a household with a single parent. Um, you know, uh, three brothers, uh, and so it was really tough. It was really rough you know, as a kid growing up. Uh, but one thing that you know, we uh, I was always you know, kind of good at with sports and education. Um, And I sort of stayed out of trouble by, you know, sort of being involved in church um, as well. Um, And uh, part of, you know, one day, uh, you know, a program called New Jersey Seeds, which is a uh, organization that, um, you know, provides uh, opportunities for um, underprivileged or underrepresented um, scholars, uh, with, in middle school, uh, to go through a, a three-phase program in which, you know, once they graduate from the program, uh, they'll be awarded with a scholarship to attend a uh, post uh, a, a secondary school. Um, and Mershedsburg was one of the organizations that, or one of the uh, the schools that I came across uh, or was recommended to me. So I had a choice of like three schools that sort of m- matches your personality. Uh, so it's a three-phase process. New Jersey City um, takes up two summers in middle school. Um, and, you know, not everyone is guaranteed to to, to graduate. So it is a rigorous process. Um, but once you, you know, sort of dedicate two of your summers um, going uh, to a, a day school, which for me was the, the Petty Day School, which is closer to Princeton, um, uh, you know, uh, which is where kind of you know in the maple league uh uh we played petty uh so in that area um is is where we sort of attended uh sort of uh, day classes and we would commute back and forth um and then once i graduated you know from from the school you know we were sort of messed up with uh um secondary schools that we would most likely uh have a good you know um experience that so uh, I was recommending three schools one was Mercerburg one was uh, Westminster school in Connecticut and the other was uh, Salisbury I, I believe uh, all boys school uh, in Virginia and so you know I, I had an opportunity to visit all schools and I just felt like Mercerburg was the, the place for me especially uh, after visiting both of those two schools it was kind of the best option for me so that's kind of how I you know found out about Mercerburg, I was, like, really surprised because, number one, I, you know, uh, came into the city, um, going and visiting sort of uh, these schools was, like, a, a real cultural shock, but, you know, especially Mercerburg, you know, it's first time, you know, seeing cows, yeah. you know, in real life. Uh, you know, just kind of being in the middle of nowhere, you know, it was, it was really a cultural shock for me. Yeah,
0: and how was your experience at school? Um, was it, like, different than the, your past like middle school experience or was it really different
1: uh yeah it was it was, uh, it was different from the standpoint of number one it was that that culture shock um but it was really um i mean it, it was one of the best experiences of my life i would say um you know i would do it all over again um obviously there's some things that i would you know prefer to be different um from a uh, a family perspective um, but, you know, from a um, a school perspective, you know, it, it was really, um, I enjoyed it, number one, because, you know, I had an opportunity to, you know, interact with different people uh, from all different backgrounds, uh, but also, um, you know, I was involved with sports, um, I was always good at education, I mean, I wasn't really challenged, I mean, all throughout my life in, in college, grad school, and you know, I never really had a challenge in school, uh, that was never my thing, so. Was well, never an issue for me, you know. But I, but I love, you know, uh, school, and that's one of the education is one of the pillars that allowed me to get into Mercy Bird. So, um, I, yeah, it was it was really a great time. For I, I made a lot of great friends, uh, still friends to this day. I uh, had a lot of good experience, you know, growing up in in the time. Played against some really good competition, um, sports wise, um, uh, from a football perspective. Uh, you know, uh, Myron Rowe was one of the guys we played against. He's he's a guy that um, uh, was highly touted, uh, went to FSU, Florida State, but um, decided to become a doctor. Which you you might see him on ESPN giving analysis sometimes on the COVID pandemic. Uh, they'll occasionally have him on. Yeah. Uh, so, but I ran against I ran track against him as well. Um, now, you know, football, you know, really um i played football all my life and i was always good at it you know i was always uh you know pretty fast you know um uh i think you know during the time where i was growing up you know we didn't have social media um uh, i didn't have that you know uh father or guidance you know to kind of to kind of see myself pursuing uh football at you know at least at the professional level um but you know I, you know I was I was pretty good at Mercerbird. Uh I would say, you know, <laughs> in my role, uh I think I contributed uh to us winning the championship. Uh I was one of the captains, uh you know, I I was one of the guys uh that's been there for all four years. So I, I've been through all the uh ups and downs my first year, you know, I don't think we like won a game. Um through our senior year where we progressively got better and and ultimately won uh the championship in 05 with with, with coach Walker. Um, and really put all the pieces together. But I, I would say that, you know, my development from that junior to senior year of, of uh, you know, me coming back home and really training um, uh, from a, um, just from an endurance standpoint and, and just from, you know, really starting to get into like weight training and stuff, you know, really allowed me to play at the college level as well. Um, and, and, and thanks to Coach Walker, you know, he, he saw that I could play at the, at the college level, which, you know, without having that family support uh, I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. uh, You know, to be honest, even playing in in college, Um, but, you know, I I did have an opportunity to to do so at Albright college um, as well. I I would say one of the challenges for me um, was that, you know, you know, I would go there. I, I didn't have that family support. So, out of the whole four years that I was there, uh, I think my mom or, or relatives only visited me maybe once my entire four years uh, there. Uh, you know, they lived about three hours away. Camden's, I think, is about three hours away from um, uh I would say that, um, you know, we didn't have smartphone technology or, or you know, uh, Facebook wasn't, or it didn't become like, a a popular thing I think till my junior senior year um so we really didn't keep in contact and that was where I sort of lost contact with, or that intimate relationship with my family you know with my mom um during the time I was here so that, that's something I wish that I could change um but you know everything else was pretty good you know um I will say there it, it was rough sometimes that you know, would be you know you know coming you know performing well in, in football games or other other sports and, you know, other parents would have their parent, other kids would have their parents to go to and kind of celebrate. You know, and I, I just go back to my dorm room and just like it was a normal day. <laughs> um, you know, but but that that's something that I wish was a little bit different. Uh, but basketball-wise, I know you, it looks like you you're on the basketball team, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basketball-wise, I actually really didn't get into basketball until like till high school. Um, my thing was always football and track. Um, but I was on a JV team and, you know, I was there when we did play against some good, when our varsity team played against some good talent, like, uh, Joe Noah, um, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, we played against, you know, when he was at Montrose Christian Academy, um, Charlie Dillon, the went to Blair Academy, uh, so we, you know, we played against some, some really good talent, you know, during the time I was there, um, I unfortunately wasn't really like a, a star athlete, you know, that played against them, you know, I, that I could say, you know, we really, you know, battled it out, you know, but I can say that on the football field and I can say that on, on the track field as well.
0: Um, so you went on, you went on, of course, to play football at college. Um, and how was, how was that different from playing like high school football and and being a student athlete?
1: yeah so for me again you know being a student athlete was like it was really a breeze for me again it's like I, I never had a issue in in um with my academics um but being a, you know I love being a student athlete I was it really it just came so easy and fluid uh fluid for me uh you know I was able to really able to uh balance out that athletic uh requirements as well as um I, I think Burstensburg kind of prepared me for college you know we were living living on campus, you know, you, you go to college, you're living on campus. Um, it, it kind of prepared me for that environment, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, really helped me balance out, you know, that discipline of being able to go to those uh, athletic workouts uh, two days, uh, 6 a.m. workouts, uh, but still get to class on time and not, not ever miss class, you know, for whatever reason. I still show up on time, uh, get my work done, get my homework done, and uh, it was really a breeze uh, for me as a student athlete. Um, one of the challenges that I I was I did face and um, was in the again going back to the having that mentorship. I uh, was was in the college uh, space as well, so same situation not having that family support. Um, but you know I had some disputes in college. Um, you know um, I, I believe my sophomore year. You know is when it, really when I was starting to peak, and I think my coaches at the time. I saw that I could potentially go and um uh at least go to, at least uh, have some scouts look at me and go and go to the combine Because, uh, you know we're uh, in four five forty four 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 five forty um and I played cornerback in in college uh again freshman year I didn't play in college because uh, our team was pretty bad and um you know but but then we got a new coach come in and and that's when i I started to play um you know, really, really won my spot, um, but but I did have some challenges. I I, I felt like, and I believe that you know I was kind of treated unfairly, and and um, you know ultimately I end up um, I end up walking away from football because I felt well. Well, let's well just going back put, to put it in perspective, when I got to Albright, the coaching staff that was there. Um, we had a guy uh, it was coach Sandusky, not the Sandusky that you're thinking of uh, at penn uh Penn State, but I believe they were related. Um, but uh we also had they also had some staff members that a lot of people felt like they were you know pretty racist uh you know, guys there. but you know my um, sophomore year they were they were eventually gone. We had a new coach come in um but we still had some some lingering staff members there uh from the previous season. Uh, and I really felt like, you know, our model was to have the best players play. Um, I was the best corner by anyone's uh, standards, uh, there. Um, but I felt like, uh, there was, you know, some unfortunate or unfavorable treatment towards me because, you know, we had some, uh, players who parents, you know, donated money to the school and, you know, uh, you know, they eventually got the start over me, you know, um, You know, so I ended up walking away, not because of talent, but just because of, um, I was just, you know, I just felt, you know, I wasn't treated uh, fairly at the time. And so, um, do I regret it a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, You know, again, not having that family support or or, um, reaching out to anyone to kind of help me out in that aspect. Um, You know, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I wish I. I wish I would have stayed. Basically, you know, I wish I would have had to, you know, just come back, you know, and and um, you know, kind of dealt with some of the what I felt were some of the racist issues, or you know, being overlooked or you know, not being treated uh, fairly. Um, but instead, you know, I made decisions to 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 withdraw from it, and you know, I, um, you know, I, I still have great friends, you know, from my time there as a, as an athlete. You know, they'll tell you. I uh, was still friends to this day, you know, all around the U.S. So, you know, similar experience um, to, you know, the friendships and the bonds that I've built, you know, everywhere I've been at, you know, it's, it's been uh, really good for me. That's good. Um, I just
0: had a quick question. Like how and when did you get involved uh, into the Black Lives mo- Movement? Um was this whole thing. When, when did you get involved? Was it something that triggered the – trigger something
1: or um well you know i mean it's um so there's, there's a there's a you know just from you know my entire life growing up um you know you could you could kind of see um some of the disparities in neighborhoods and you can see it just from you know the way i've been treated um you know throughout my entire life um you know there was a you know, I had an incident in, in college you know where i was the only black kid at it, like a one of my teammates, football teammates, like house party, you know, and they were all white, you know, so I was the only black guy there, and and I guess you know the music was too loud or something, but the cops came, but you know I did nothing wrong, and I ended up actually being put in a chokehold by a by a cop, you know, for no reason, and sort of having you know my white teammates, you know, and white you know friends, you know, you know just you know kind of being humiliated kind of in front of them or you know not being able to do nothing. Uh fortunately, you know, I didn't I did not um suffer the fate that George Floyd did, but, you know, I did have that same experience, you know, for, you know, for no reason, you know, other than just being a black person, um, attending a, you know, uh a college party with, you know, with my white teammates, um, and being the only one singled out, you know. Um uh so, you know, I've had that experience, you know, I've had experience um you know growing up as a kid, you know being followed around in a, a store you know think because people think you're gonna steal something uh you know <laughs> you know which is uh crazy when you think about it, you know even as a, like a kid you know in middle school or whatever, or even younger than that you know you're you're being profiled you know as, as someone who's a threat you know or someone who's gonna uh steal something just because uh, uh the color of your skin um uh, I've had other, you know, experiences, um, but just, you know, just different, different things, you know, just by me telling people that me, by telling people that I'm from Camden, New Jersey, you know, you know, I, I get some reaction from them, you know, um, uh, some of it's like, you know, oh shit, you know, you must be, you know, you must be, uh, you grew up pretty rough, you know, you, you're, you're from the hood. Um, I've had, you know, uh you know older people who you know work at banks now like even to this day who say wow you're from Yemen yeah, I we used to recruit a lot out of that city you know you guys just turn out talent you know you just a lot of athletic you know people come from that uh from that city so um know, well, i've had you know various responses or you know just from uh just saying where i'm from uh but also you know because of the the uh, the color of my skin um uh, you know, is, is, uh, you know, has, has been my experience. Um, so, you know, I've experienced all of those things. Um, and then, you know, the Trayvon Martin incident happened and that's when the Black Lives Matter was, uh, movement was started. Um, and so me, I, I, had, I had already started to sort of get involved in ways where I could help, you know, from my own, uh, personal life, or just from my own uh, corner of the world, you know, where, wherever I was working at, which was um, trying to to help people um, in underprivileged communities, being part of any sort of projects. Um, you now I, you know, help volunteer at, you know, different corporate events, you know, where we would go and build a playground um, in the city of Camden. Uh, we would, you know, whether it's donating money, uh, whether it's uh, trying to recruit for more diverse talent, um, or just, you know, being able to, or, or just trying to be a mentor for people who, I uh, don't necessarily have an opportunity, um, so uh there, there's been other people who who have also come from New Jersey cities who, who've gone to Mercerburg as well. I'm I'm good friends with a guy like Jamar Galbraith. Uh We ran track together. Uh, we actually didn't know each other. We we're both from Jersey, but we didn't know each other uh, until we got there. Um, he's from a different city, but uh, we we built a good relationship. Um, uh, and then uh, really, you know. a lot of corporations and and organizations and and society as a whole has really, you know, um, been more active because of, uh, George Floyd. Um, and it was so, and I believe the reason is because it was so obvious that, um, that it was really cruel treatment. I think when other incidents happened, like Trayvon Martin, um, happened, you know, um, people were just making excuses. They were like, oh, well, you know, you should have been wearing a hoodie. Oh, he looks suspicious. Oh, you know, people are always trying to find a narrative uh, for why to justify, um, you know, their, their actions that are not, that are not just or, or to try to dismiss, you know, what happens in, in communities of color um, or to people who are of color. And, um, uh, you know, people are more active now because it was so blatant and so clear that that that, you know this has been happening um and it's not something that's new it's something that's just now being um caught on camera and is being being um brought to light, right? Um so you know my involvement is really just uh so that's initially um I started you know being aware of Black Lives Matter when they formed but um, I really been, started being involved you know, after the George Floyd incident um, in terms of uh, from a corporate perspective and um, trying to help my, the organization that I, I was previously part of, Hayes, uh, a recruiting staffing company, uh, they're, they're a London-based company. Uh, so I have a lot, of, a lot of British people, a lot of Australians, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, people from all parts of the world um and and they're expects and they're coming to to work in the u.s but they also you know have uh people from the u.s however um they're so far behind the curve when it comes to diversity what they consider diversity um in the uk or overseas is is different from diversity here in the u.s um there's different country dynamics and um and so my involvement you know with any organization that i'm part of now is really to try to drive uh, diversity initiatives um, within the organization help programming, help to the source for talent, um, help in terms of career progression, and I saw an opportunity for myself uh, in 2018. I started uh, my own uh, small business uh, called Talent Yoga, uh, where I was you know started just um, staffing for um, organizations uh, or just um, uh, people who I've built or companies I've built good relationships with um, that. Needed talent. We're um, or, or recruiting for a very niche um, industries. Um, so I saw an opportunity to be able to to help them out, um, as being someone who understands that diversity is a challenge, um, but also not just within um, um, you know one particular area, but it's you know really prevalent across all corporations and and many industries. Is that there's a uh, lack of diversity, um, and the, the the challenge or the excuse is sometimes that there's not enough talent, there's not enough talent there, so you know we can't fill these positions because, or we can't fill positions with diverse talent because there is not enough people there. But the challenge is that they just aren't looking hard enough. Um, but there are people who who want to to uh, improve their uh, diversity pool, um, and I, and I saw an opportunity there to to really be able to kind of help them out um and it's it's sort of a um so it's my own small business um it's uh it's something that i do to that supplements and and aligns with the work i the work i've been doing in terms of sales and recruiting uh so you know it 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 kind of um helps supplement you know me but also it feels the passion for being able to help drive uh, those diversity initiatives
0: Thank you. Well, I have a last question. So, our our school, our message is making a difference this year. What would be your defini- definition of making a difference?
1: Oh, uh, man, I, I think so. So, when I think about, like, diversity, I always, you know, think about what, you know, I always speak to, to ask the question, what does diversity mean for me? What does diversity mean for the corporation or the the school or the business that I'm at, right? Uh, Diversity is different for each organization, right? So, for example, you might have an organization that's that's full of women. um, And, you know, the diversity initiatives that you want to implement are, you know, really trying to diversify to incorporate more men or incorporate, you know, other aspects, right? Um, If you have an organization that's primarily full of expats, you know, you want to diversify. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, country dynamics, but also, um, you know, if you're racially uh, deficient, you want to, you know, diversity means incorporating more um, racial diverse candidates or gender diverse or whatever, whatever, you know, um, whatever uh, characteristic or metric um, that your company is lacking is really where you need to uh, implement diversity uh, or or augment Um, those particular areas that are on the margins. And so for me, um, you know, making a difference is really, you know, if if you can impact, you know, one person um, or if you can um, speak up and bring awareness uh, to a particular challenge or a particular issue um, and you can get involved and actively be involved um, to help make that difference, um, I think you know, for me, that, that's, that's making a difference. Um, but it's also, it's, it's being persistent. It's not a one-time thing, but it's, it's being consistent. Uh, it's being genuine um, about, you know, your actions. And I think you can sort of make a difference um, in that regard, you know. And there's levels to, 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 to ways that you can make a difference. And I think that for each person, if you have the power uh, to, to make big decisions, then you can make a bigger difference. If you are someone who doesn't have a lot of power to make those decisions. No. What? Which is bringing awareness, calling out issues, or, or um, behaving in a way where you are living your actions, or living your core values. Uh, I think that if every single person makes that sort of a active and proactive thing to do in their own small life and in their own corner of the world, you know, I think they can make a tremendous impact exponentially, um, you know, in in, in the short term and also in the long term.
0: Well, I think everything was said. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions and just talk. Um, yeah, yeah, no problem,